0: All right, do another check on make sure this is working. Shut up, Leonard. <laughs> Those are coming through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, we all we all good to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. yep. Well, well, I've already hit record.
1: And now for something completely different. Everybody's gonna die. Come watch TV.
2: There is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in a great adventure. Change the channel, Marge!
1: (laughs) TV makes sense. It has structure, logic, rules.
0: All right, and welcome to TV Makes Sense, the podcast where we praise one amazing episode of television at a time. In honor of today's subject, this podcast is being recorded in one continuous take. I am your co-host, Matt Kale, and along for me, as always, are my fellow co-hosts. Go ahead and introduce yourselves.
3: Hi, I'm Sam.
0: And I'm Gus. And today, I think we're digging right into probably the show we've skirted around and talked about the most (laughs) without ever actually talking about it we're getting into it's always sunny in philadelphia uh and if you listen to the last two episodes uh gus picked episode one sam picked episode two it was my turn for a pick so i went with uh season 10 episode four Charlie work which what an amazing episode of television Mm -hmm. (laughs) it truly is it's funny the I, uh buddy of mine was over here uh, a couple weeks ago and he's never seen a lot of the late season it's always sunny and the episode started and the title flashed up charlie work and he was like the title makes no sense and he's like i was like what do you mean he's like should be like charlie works or charlie's work and i was like have you not seen charlie work before and he's like no and i was like put your fucking phone down
3: <laughs> yeah charlie work is like uh well, it's, it's a like term now yeah. yeah like yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a charlie. category
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's like uh it's dealing with the stink puddle
2: yeah the
3: <laughs> yeah. fucking shit type
2: of work
0: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i refer to towards around the house as charlie work <laughs> <laughs> um yes yeah, so we're talking charlie work we'll get more into the episode uh i'm sure we'll have plenty to say but first let's uh let's just talk always sunny in philadelphia in
2: general um do you do you guys remember when you first got into it Um, i saw you had put that question on there and i was trying to think when i first heard about it it might have been around the time that workaholics came out as well that i started seeing that and i was like oh this is really raunchy but not an exact date
3: i would say my husband probably Got me into it. He definitely is like a bigger fan than I am. But I feel like it used to be more easily available. Like, was it used to like did it used to be on Netflix? Maybe, or I don't know. I feel like I used to have an easier way to watch it. So I watched it a lot more. And mm. I also kind of haven't watched it in a few years. Uh I don't know. It was never on
2: Netflix here. I think it's on Netflix in the States. Mm. They would um, do reruns a lot on FXX. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, well, that I don't, I don't know if you guys have it.
0: Yeah, there. so so we got it. Um, FX only came to Canada. I was going to write this down because it's actually part of it. Like when I first started watching it, it wasn't on TV at all. Um, and the way I got into it was I found, I think it was just like banner ads on websites. It kept advertising like season three of It's Always Sunny coming out, um, mm. and then I think it was just like kept seeing Danny DeVito's face, and I was like. Mm. So, I yeah, I had to download those first. I think I downloaded the first two seasons and maybe I started watching around season three. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, FX because it was originally on FX, um, just wasn't available in Canada until mm. I want to say like 2012, 2013. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, it wasn't like I definitely didn't know a lot of people who who uh had seen it um until then, and then but now fx canada and then they brought along FF- fxx too so like uh i definitely used to watch like there'd be reruns on like you said every day maybe between that and brooklyn 99 and i don't know what other shows they used to cycle through but yeah so there always be like a rerun on or something like that so um mm. definitely used to watch i mean I, and i bought like the first season 10 seasons on dvd oh <laughs> nice. i felt bad about <laughs> mostly because i felt bad about uh download them all the time and then <laughs> but then all of a sudden they just like it's impossible to find anything after season 10 on dvd like they just they quit mm. it but uh and then it, it, uh at least the first 13 seasons have made their way to uh, disney plus in the last mm-hmm. last little really episode. yeah yeah that's yeah, how so, i watched it yeah so a lot of stuff that's on hulu um and because we don't have hulu in Canada ends up on disney plus so um mm. I, i've been noticing a lot of fx series Oh, yeah, it's uh, so it's good that a lot of that stuff's going on Disney Plus because I mean, there's been a lot of great FX series.
3: It seems odd to watch this show on Disney Plus, but it's an odd pair. But
2: yeah, oh yeah, for sure,
0: it um, makes it more
3: readily available for everyone. So yeah,
2: yeah, I was I didn't even know it was on there. I mm-hmm. I think I watched it on Hulu, but yeah. like you were saying, the different different streaming rights and all that sort of stuff here. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think more people are getting into it, but it's just funny how like all those FX shows, like um, um, stuff like Dave. I don't know if you guys watch Dave.
2: <laughs> I've seen a couple episodes
0: of the, the Little Dickie. Yeah, it's a uh, just constant penis jokes <laughs> all the time. It's like, <laughs> it's like all right, let's shut this off, and I don't know. Watch Tangled. <laughs> it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird mix. Um, so I guess Sam that. Of takes, uh, you kind of maybe already answered the next question, but are you guys all caught up all the way through season 15?
3: No, very much not. I've seen kind of the episodes where like people on the internet have talked about them a lot. Um, like the one, like the 2021, where like they're involved in everything.
4: Uh Um,
3: so I've seen some of those, I've seen the one with um Mindy Kaling. Yeah, Um, that was like just kind of some odd episodes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the Mindy Kaling one was good. That was like Mm -hmm. season 13, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of that, uh he has that dance number and his dad's watching, I think, right? Yeah, I think that's the end of season 13. Yeah. 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 Um, I recently watched um within the last two, three months, um, I've been season 15 and I don't know it's uh it it just doesn't seem like the writing i don't know if the right the jokes are different or it just didn't feel like a like the previous seasons i guess there was something off about it i don't know if you felt that way matt a little bit um there was
0: but i felt that way pretty much about everything that's come out in the last two years i think anything long running when they try to do like um filming with COVID and like all the restraints and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's like they don't have as many people in the room. I don't know. Maybe they don't have like writers on the floor or if they, mm. well, I mean, I don't know. And always sunny they go to, uh, what is it? Uh, Green beer Island. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> they call it. Whatever that joke is. They go to Ireland. So, uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't mind international travel, but yeah, it,
2: like it felt different. Um You're right about that though. It was probably because of COVID that, yeah. you know, I don't know. I still fit like there's
0: uh, uh, the flashback episode where they go back to the 90s. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely an amazing episode. The roller rink and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a good episode. I, like talking about the uh, quotes from the show that you either get into, like my wife and I are already yelling "short haired cunt" <laughs> or you know, "you small haired cunt." That's what it is. Oh my god! <laughs> the lie for that episode, D as always. So I, yeah, I, it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if it was uh, the greatest, but it uh, I found yeah season fourteen I found wasn't the best. I think there was uh, it, it was a bit all over the place too. So I don't know. not uh, I don't know man, it's been on fifteen
2: years. <laughs> uh, like I said, it happens, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: You got to know when to cut it. Yeah.
0: Which so, do
3: they have plans to I cut? They,
0: they're filming season sixteen, I think. I think so. Yeah. They're, they're renewed. I think through season 18. Wow. Yeah. Um, Which is it's surprising they did that. I guess uh, Glenn Howerton must have like doubled down that he, he wanted to stay, but I suppose AP bio kind of never really went anywhere, but like kind of forget that. Yeah, that was, I think it's the end of season 12 going into season 13 that like he basically wrote himself off the show he's like hey i'm leaving and going to uh, wherever the hell he goes (laughs) that
3: was the episode with mindy kaling because they have the dennis sex doll yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) when he comes back yeah um but like it was it was kind of like i don't know if they were just kind of like gaming the fans but it was like yeah like glenn howardson might not come back so it was a big deal yeah Mm. which is it's kind of weird because like um like, like the res, like uh Caitlin Olsen worked on the Mick at the same time and that didn't really cause any problems. And Rob I Matthew never was, saw that 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 show. I mean, it's uh I mean it's not it's always sunny, but it's uh it's not bad. Um but yeah, I'd only got like two seasons. And that's probably was probably mm. enough. Like when it was canceled, mm-hmm. it's
2: like oh, oh well. Like it wasn't yeah. uh, is uh that show still on Apple TV? The he works the, for like a gaming company. I haven't. I had uh, never seen it. Um,
0: it's,
3: it's so good.
2: I know it's. I keep saying it's, like it's still running.
3: Yeah, Mythic Quest. Oh, that's it yeah. Yeah.
2: Have you seen them? Out? I haven't. No, I don't. I don't
0: have Apple TV, um, or Apple Plus, or whatever it's called. But mm-hmm. you know, really, should just maybe for the summer, just get it for a couple months and like get mm-hmm. get through that. And haven't seen Ted Lasso. Haven't seen. Oh. Uh, Kind of Successions and other there.
3: ones that we oh, will yeah. cool talk about. Successions
2: but, on uh, HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that anyway. the one with um, what's his name from Adam Parks Scott. and Rec? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Oh, that's not Succession. Um, what's the Adam Scott series called? Because that's on Apple TV, right?
0: You're right. Yes.
3: Oh, uh, Severance. 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 Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. you need to watch Mythic Quest. It's. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: I mean, it's also like $6. Yeah. We, uh, My wife had actually, she signed up for Paramount Plus. She took the free week and uh, because she just wanted to watch Survivor. And then we ended up binging (laughs) 12 seasons of Survivor. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, I feel bad for the amount, I guess this is me atoning for the amount of times I bitched about Survivor on Comedy Night Podcasts, right? Getting better ratings. I was like... Shit, this is actually kind of a good show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see why everyone loves it. So, twelve <laughs> but, uh, seasons, nice. Yeah, they only had the last twelve of of uh, like they did like forty two. So, yeah, Jeez. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been that's been our lives. Survivor. And it's actually like it's the kind of thing I was like, I'll just get up and like walk away for three or four episodes and just like, all right, is it interesting again?
3: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. Maybe when we cancel the Paramount Plus, we'll. well switch over to Apple TV yeah so I guess yeah so they got they got through 18 um, that's what they're planning on and then I mean from there it's hard to say. like they all seem kind of I don't know maybe they keep doing like the the eight episode seasons but I feel like they'll know when to stop but uh, it, it's hard to
2: say I mean Jesus like they've been they've been going so long mm-hmm. I don't know what else they can do I mean Mac gaining weight and then <laughs> <laughs> getting muscular—it's just like, dude, that's some.
3: <laughs> you can't do that like into your fifties and sixties.
2: No, or maybe you know, he can. What else can I do? You know, it's no. uh, yeah, yeah, and how the rest of them just
0: don't give a shit about it whatsoever. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: oh, I definitely. Maybe that's a great segue into uh, <laughs> into some of the quotes. That I use in everyday life because I'm cultivating mass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it's it's time to harvest. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd made a list of just some of the things I say in everyday life. Uh, D, you bitch comes up a lot (laughs) because of the implication, I think, has already been said on this podcast before. You remember remember feelings, right? Feelings every day in my life. Like (laughs) that... That's a lot, wildcard bitches. Five star man. <laughs> I'm untethered if my rage knows no bound. Um, I yell, "Seize the gap, you fat cow!" Any day I've been trapped from uh, uh, Dennis and Mac moved to the suburbs. Which that's a great I thought, episode. I know. I thought about mm-hmm. doing that one too, and I was like, oh, "Man, that, yeah. was, that was that wasn't that was an almost." There's a a bunch of song like. Runaway Train, uh, Two of Hearts, Steve Winwood, The uh, Genius of Love, which is the song that uh, Mariah Canning carries fantasies based off. Like, whenever I hear these songs, I start thinking of Always Sunny because of how much they get used. And one of them, um, Freedom by George Michael, which is the one that they dance to at the high school reunion with with Fat Back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's this, there's this, there's this game. Uh, it's a bit like Wordle. It's called Hurdle. Oh, you yeah. Get, like you get like a second of a song at a time and you are trying to get six guesses to guess the song. And uh, Freedom was the song like three weeks ago. And it was like the first like, <laughs> and I was like, that's freedom. <laughs> Just like picture in the dance scene. Like, oh, um, and then probably the other line that gets said on this podcast all the time. <laughs> Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? Doesn't I. Make any sense.
3: I will just send you guys the video because it's not going to be a funny story to explain. You have to see the video. But I was out with this friend and he's a chef and chefs always eat the grossest food. So we ended up uh, like I live in the country now. So sometimes I have to like wait to get a drive home back into the country. So I we went to his house, like just have another drink. All he had was warm Bailey's. So we're sitting there with Warren Bailey's and I open up his fridge and all there is is a container of pickled eggs. And I was like, what is wrong with you? You are a chef and all you have in your fridge is pickled eggs and one beer, which anyway. So I was I'm like, fine. we're both wasted. And I was like, I've never had a pickled egg. I'm going to try it. But I filmed myself trying it and I kept going, can I offer you an egg if this trying time? so it's a pretty, it's a pretty <laughs> funny video I will send it uh, I've been told that I should put it on TikTok and, and become viral but I am not ready to open myself up to that
0: well, if, you, if you puked from eating the egg you could say I've been
1: poisoned by my <laughs> constituents
3: well the next day when I was obviously not feeling well I was like yeah the last thing I ate was a pickled egg and Bailey's of course I feel like shit <laughs> Did not um, eat the whole egg. It was <laughs> terrible. Even... good. Was terrible.
0: Yeah. Bad, bad memories of my parents pickling eggs at home. Oh. oh.
3: Nasty. Savages. <laughs> Savages. <laughs>
0: that's always that's... Oh, sunny, right? Uh, yes. Deals it at some point. <laughs> <It's> something. <laughs> See, I, don't, I do it without even thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's one... <laughs> I was sitting here thinking about it. I had to write it down afterwards. Uh, one that I use way too often <laughs> comes from uh, uh, the hooker that Frank tries to marry, Roxy. It's tighter than dick skin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I use that in context where no one understands.
3: <laughs> I don't say do you bitch a lot, but I, um, when Dennis is driving, and he's like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I do say that a lot. You're a dumb bitch.
0: That's uh my wife has a very strict uh I'm not allowed calling her a bitch rule at all. Which I would agree with that. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> everyone does. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't. We we use even when we argue, we try to stay <laughs> civil. Uh but whenever <laughs> whenever she's being like a pest and she knows it, like that's, that's a look will come out. With, like, D you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling, I said D you bitch. <laughs> it's <a> <laughs> oh man. I don't even just, I could go on all day about quotes from the show. And like, Much unlike, well, other than I suppose like D you bitch and you're dumb bird and things like that. <laughs> uh, bird law. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. You know, a lot of them, they're not necessarily, uh, uh. As say is like Arrested Development. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like some of this stuff is just said one time and then just like memeified forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, the right like the way they write and the, like just the just the wordsmithing that comes at as they do it. Like I think I think that's what really draws me to the series is just uh, like the dialogue is just so fucking insane. <laughs>
3: this episode to me, it felt almost like a. Th- 30 Rock episode because like every line was like a joke in some way. Yeah. Like, because he walks into this like ridiculous situation. So, like, each line is kind of like giving you a bigger picture of like what the hell's going on. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But, like,
3: every line was like a joke. So I was like, oh, this is like the same like whiplash you feel when you watch an episode of 30 Rock.
0: Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's fucking dense. Um, so I guess before we get into the episode proper, I'll say that I put I put Always Sunny. I mean, if I were to say my top five TV shows just for rewatchability and like I'll put them on at any time and just love is like Office Community, Always Sunny, Simpsons and Family Guy. Like that's my. Those are my top five that I'll just like put in a random episode at any point. Like It doesn't matter now the last two shows and even it's always sunny isn't all that linear anyway so it doesn't really matter but uh like i don't think three days go by that i don't watch <laughs> at least one episode of it's always sunny like it's just always on um do you guys like are you rewatching any of those numbers you have as much love for it as i do
3: <laughs> definitely not my top five like Maybe I, I I don't even know if I'd be able to say top 20. But maybe maybe top top 20 if we're just talking comedies, I'll say.
2: Yeah, I I would say top 20 in gen, may, maybe top 15. Yeah. But not something I would have watched in the background. Oh wow. because um, I like to pay attention to the jokes um like 30 rock i don't like to watch on the background because mm. there's a lot of jokes there you have to catch mm. them um whereas the office or parks and rec i can hear it i can feel the emotion or the humor without and i can imagine it in my head but yeah, have 30 rock and always sunny like you were saying sam they come so rapid fire the jokes i have to be there
3: yeah also there's a lot of Maybe I don't, I don't think I'm overly sensitive, but there's some things where I'm like, I, I can't watch that again because it's like so outrageous that I just like, can't watch it again.
0: I can see that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's definitely warped. I think my sense of. It is. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, it's, I think for me, it's a lot like it used to be on reruns a lot. Um, I think that's why I got so into um, just watching it so frequently. Yeah, I I kind of put it in the same in a, it's very similar to Seinfeld. And I think just in their philosophy is that um, you can just kind of have a long-running show with characters who are horrible people if they don't even need to learn lessons. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's no there's no lesson learning going on, there's no growth, just if anything, there's just decline. <laughs> <It's getting worse laughs> <Yeah. and worse. laughs> um so that's I mean Seinfeld was the kind of thing too that I used to watch uh, just put on like reruns all the time and just kind of watch it so yeah so it's uh um that's actually how i used to kind of pitch the show it's just kind of like oh it's kind of like seinfeld but imagine they all ran a bar and
2: uh were just even worse people (laughs) they knew how terrible they were (laughs) they're definitely worse people but oh yeah i see the similarities
0: that was uh i know larry david used to say that about seinfeld uh not so much that they were trying to make a show about nothing but it was like uh, no lessons and no hugging whereas two rules so it's just like <laughs> uh, which you know not 11 not a lot of other sitcoms can pull that off like no you definitely see it all the time so yeah there's I don't I don't think there's any lessons learned in this episode no so yeah so getting into it I guess like I don't know why exactly I settled on Charlie work I think yeah, short answer is just Charlie's my favorite character. Um, out of I think I put like Charlie first and then like Mac, Dennis, and D are a three-way tie, and then Frank's kind of <laughs> in the last place. Like, I, I don't I don't super care about Frank all that much. <laughs> um, he's just gotten even grosser over the years. But like yeah. Charlie, like, because like some of my other favorite episodes, like anything with Nightman. Um <laughs> like yeah. I used I used to show people uh sweet sweet D's dating a rapper person let's call oh, that episode oh uh, just and not so much for that joke but like that is the episode where he invents nightmare yeah <laughs> right? so it's just like oh man like just everything with the band going on in that episode is just is amazing uh you know charlie just like kind of leads into how some uh sets up the work i think for charlie work because that's you know charlie just sits in front of the piano and he's just like playing a song and he's like Max like, holy shit! He's like, yeah, just piano just always made sense to me, you know. It's just like, no, it doesn't. People just don't do that.
3: I read somewhere (laughs) that he's like an idiot savant.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, So between that, I mean, uh, yeah, like Dennis and Mac moves to the suburbs. That's another Mm -hmm. um, great one. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think I had watched it and I was like, I think it's a little too like slow and that there's not enough going on. Like it's yeah, I don't know. I wanted something like really uh, a little bit more popping. Um, mm. Poppins. I um, like the <laughs> one where they go
2: to the uh, they go tailgating, and Charlie wears the green man suit. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. the Danny uh, Danny DeRito's character, he's like on the mushroom tip trip. Yeah. I think he gives a asses. <laughs> yeah, gives, all the
0: McPoyles show up. <laughs> um, oh man, there's so many. Like I don't know. In the end, I was just like, I got I got to do Charlie work. Oh, I think. Probably the only one I kind of went back. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I probably could have done flowers for Charlie instead. Um, that's another one I could probably go on for hours, but that's the one where uh Charlie takes part in the experiment that makes him smarter.
2: Oh yeah.
4: Oh yeah.
0: Oh it's uh it's it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the gang goes to the Jersey Shore. That was, that was Rumham. Incredible. Oh Rumham. Rumham. <laughs> Hi, Rumham. <laughs> that was the reaction I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like Charlie um, Oh there's a There's an episode pretty early I think it's like Charlie Kelly King of the Rats Or something is what it's called He like he comes up from the basement with his rat stick And he's like uh, It's like an entire generations Of rats have died at my stick Mother's, son's, daughter <laughs> He's just like <laughs> They're like oh we gotta do something Because he's gonna snap and kill all
4: of us um,
0: Charlie Day was so good in that scene. That's actually what inspired uh Guillermo del Toro to cast him in Pacific Rim,
4: really.
0: Uh, and that's how, and then now, gear, uh, Jesus Guillermo del Toro, uh, now he's the uh, he plays Pappy McBoyle.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: they have um, that trial in the bird trial. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fly my pretty. Um, yeah, so it's uh. I mean, Char- Charlie's just—he's Charlie, the actor—is just such a phenomenal actor. Um, and so I'd say like Glenn Howerton and and uh, Caitlin Olsen, and obviously Danny DeVito are too. But uh, yeah, Rob is the one who's kind of like—I don't know—you watch it enough and it's just like, oh, he's about to break in the middle of this scene, like just like he's barely holding it
2: together. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of their bloopers on YouTube. Um, they put like compilations of every yeah. season for that bloopers, dude. If I need to pick me up, I'll just watch <laughs> that. <in. laughs> yeah, it's. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't. like. I can't imagine how they get through it. It's just insane. Um, so yeah, yeah so the shit effect- they have to say is just outlandish. Just- yeah. So like this episode of I can't even figure. Like the choreography just to pull this all off is just insane, and like, and the lines they're coming up with too. Like while it's all going on, so I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as improvised as some episodes are on but like it's just got this great build at the start where it's like charlie's got it all going and then it's just like for the first seven or eight minutes of the episode it's just like let's raise the stakes a little bit more stakes puns just (laughs) keep raising the stake raising the stakes raising the stakes like it's just they're just getting like this whole scam just gets worse and And, uh he's just improvising and going along (laughs) with it at the same time um,
3: improvising and like I wonder how much of this he has thought about before. Like, like he pulls a a like a picture frame of a cat <laughs> out of his bag. Like
1: No, I put it how, up there because y- I don't want the health inspector seeing that we have a place for a person to get their dick sucked by a stranger.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he didn't have that cat that cat picture. Was
1: there a little flap
3: thing, like a little sliding door?
0: Yeah, that's from an earlier episode. Okay. Um I think. It could be the one where um, Dennis gets the European roommate, and then I think that's the one where they put the glory hole in, and then there uh, someone puts in a sliding door so like you can see. So it's like a, I can't remember how they do it, and he's just like that runs the whole thing. Like you don't want to see who's there. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, it's uh, yeah the European guy. Uh, he sends <laughs> he sends Frank and Dennis in there for each other. Oh oh my god um, but yeah he just had a cat picture on a frame ready to go it is his go kit
3: For something
0: <laughs> maybe uh, maybe he was going to take down the talk American sign
1: maybe he's a racist <laughs> too
0: <laughs> that's what I looked up for I was like yeah no, the talk American sign comes out but I was watching an earlier episode and I was like I don't know I don't know if that sign is actually in any other episode <laughs> yeah it's uh, and I still don't truly understand it. <laughs> the scam they were originally trying to pull off. The best I understand it is that or maybe it's just implied and they kind of just sleep this part out but that Frank would get his airline miles and all of the cash back. Right? Well, that's oh. gonna be yeah
3: because they say we took your credit card I thought they said and we bought air we bought miles.
0: Well Charlie Charlie's got the whole plan figured out this is <laughs> This is a 40-second-long draw.
1: Okay, okay, okay. With all due respect to you, I think I understand it fully, okay? You guys used Frank's credit card. You bought a bunch of airline miles. Use those airline miles to purchase 400 steaks. Knowing that this delivery company delivered all variety of animal products, your plan was to contaminate the steaks with chicken feathers by rubbing live chickens all over them. Then you were going to repackage the steaks, at which point you were going to return the contaminated steaks for actual cash, taking advantage of a loophole in the current airline mile system, correct? Very good, Charlie. That is it. That is it. That was the plan, but I mean... You know, we basically had already explained that's it safe. to you. so. Right. But what you didn't plan for was a hungry delivery guy who'd driven here all the way from Ohio, or that these oversized fingers could have accidentally pressed zero again once you ordered the steaks online. I'm assuming you did the typing, D, yes? God damn it. D, you
0: bitch. I <laughs> was one of the all time best D bitches. But yeah, so that's, I think the scam is that they get the cash for the airline miles, but they would also reimburse him. All of the RMLI miles he spent in the first place, because otherwise mm-hmm. the scam makes no sense at all. Yeah, but none- it also doesn't make sense because Frank's so goddamn rich that, like, I think they just love a scam more than anything.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if they're like net plus one dollar, still a scam. Also, the de- they've established that it's nine a.m. on a Monday. Yeah, and the delivery driver comes in. Eat at a bar.
0: You, well, no, it's Carmine's a place for steaks.
3: <laughs> oh, so true.
0: Steak at nine a.m. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, he didn't order a steak, he ordered a turkey burger.
3: Right. <laughs> he recommends
0: a turkey burger. Oh uh, Oh dear. Uh I, I yeah, that I mean the whole thing is just one, I can't believe they're all up at nine o'clock on a Monday morning, but then uh <laughs> I guess it kind of follows that this guy would have. I mean, if it was a four-hour drive to Ohio. Like, yeah, he's on the road at five o'clock in the morning. That's mm-hmm. trucker hours. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the fact that they were that into it, then, like Frank's just walking around drinking a beer the whole. Thing. Yeah. Um, a few of the things I picked up on were that, uh, so Frank obviously breaks the toilet with his shoes, uh, but he goes and flushes his shirt, and that doesn't break <laughs> any of the other toilets. <laughs> Unless he win, I don't know. Unless he goes and flushes it in the in the same stall, but uh, by that point Charlie's already set up his decoy legs, and, right? Uh, and uh, and then to walk through, I don't know. Um, and that's something it took me the last rewatch to find. I was like, where the fuck do those pants come from? And then as but it's distracting as he's talking to Mac and Mac. This uh, you no. Know,
1: I don't understand why you're angling for credit right now. We'll go through the normal arbitration process at the end of all this. Right. Well, I've just been screwed at the last three arbitration processes, and I just want you to be on my side, you know, because I really need you.
0: <laughs> the last three arbitration. This is how they all stopped believing in evolution for <laughs> <a few words.
1: laughs>
0: yeah. But, like, the whole time he's given that, or, like, they're having that conversation. Like, Mac is just so distracting with his, like, oh, I want you right. to know what's actually... But he said we uh charlie's (laughs) pulling pipes and a pair of jeans out of his go kit so like i don't know if he just said boiled denims anyways or like (laughs) and i think i think part of it is like he's pulling out all these white pipes so i don't know if you're like supposed to think like oh he's gonna i don't know snake the toilet with Mm. pipes or um but you don't see him set it up and then it's just finally at the end or with the courtesy cough he's uh he set it up i was trying to figure i was like yeah who the hell set up the pants that's uh that's that i mean i think one of the uh, definitely one of the leaps in logic is how the hell the vents offers such quick passage from the the stall outside the men's room to the the office all the another. way across yeah but, yeah that one's like i can under okay maybe the chickens can call through but like how do they drag the crate <laughs> yeah. um I, I think it's established in uh it's like uh, when they are all get held hostage, like early on, by the McFoyles that uh, those vents lead out. and even, like Charlie's hiding money, or Frank's hiding his money, or something up there. Charlie
2: has like maps up there that make no sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, like uh, damn it, Charlie, your literacy's doomed us all again. <laughs> Jesus. And then obviously the, the star of the show here is this. Uh, I think it's about a ten minute long. I wrote down how long it was. Ten minute long tracking shot. I remember hearing about it a lot when it came out. And uh, so I had to go back and kind of my memory was a little muddled. Um, but yeah, so they based it entirely on a season one episode of True Detective, which aired about a year before this. So uh, either you watch either you watch
3: True Detective the first okay. season
0: first season. Yeah, So the one. So you've seen the one with uh, McConaughey and yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Yeah. So they uh, yes, yeah, so they do it like an anthology. It's so like the first season's the good one. Mm hmm uh the second season had like Vince Vaughn
3: <laughs> and and, Col- and Colin Farrell?
0: Yeah, Colin Farrell that was in a- it too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as a very angry detective and then um uh season 3 had Mahershala Ali and I can't I really don't remember season 3 all that mm. well now but uh yeah, that first season. Um which I was talking about watching outtakes on YouTube. There's outtakes for uh, the Between Two Ferns movie. Uh, yes. zach and uh there's one where he's interviewing matthew mcconaughey and he's like uh what was the weed budget for you and woody harrelson on the set of true <laughs> he's like well you guys were on set were you upset that there was a hacky or a sack not being hackied? somewhere? some <laughs> <laughs> that got up to break so yeah, that was like that's the show i've always wondered if uh talk about good acting t- between two fronts with zach alfinakis like i've never like is he like they they can't be in on it but like oh you know these people are all actors <laughs> they know act like they're being yeah um but yeah so season one episode four um there's a quite a long scene without really spoiling what's going on Matthew McConaughey's character uh basically raids a stash house and there's like this six minute long super intense action scene of like coming in through one side and like people getting shot and going up to the back door and like the police are coming in and dogs are running around and more gang bangers are shooting the place up and then jumps the fence and leaves. So it's just like, so they wanted to parry that <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like there's not really much in similarity. Uh, kind of the weird thing that happened though, in between is that um, they had already filmed this episode, but then uh, Birdman, i would find the whole title, Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance uh, came out that fall 2014 ended up winning the Oscar for best picture. That's neither of you seen that. Mm. I watched it once when it came out, it was like the Mm -hmm. Oscar movie that year. Uh, It is also a film that's pretty much one entire tracking shot. Oh, Um, uh, Michael Keaton plays um, a washed up actor who was famous in the early nineties for playing a superhero Mm. (laughs)
4: little,
0: (laughs) little biographical, um but he's trying to uh restart his career by putting on a play and that's mostly all right so it's just kind of like opening night and like all the stuff going on and really mostly i remember to it other than it had like this really jazzy basically the same kind of soundtrack that this episode had uh like Mm -hmm. the drums and like the like that's a lot of how birdman went so what i was wondering is i don't know if they like maybe just added that as the soundtrack for the episode After Birdman came out, because they already filmed it, and the uh, I found an article. um, The director Matt Shackman said that, uh, yeah, it wasn't. They had already done it before Birdman came out, but uh, I don't know if that was something they stitched back in afterwards. But yeah, so like that's why if you're ever wondering why Dennis is all right, all right, all right, uh, through the entire episode, that's why he's doing McConaughey is uh, is the true detective connection.
3: Oh. Oh. Yeah. I thought he just aspired yeah. to be like Matthew McConaughey. Uh,
0: no, I think I think Dennis the other the other famous McConaughey line from uh um, Daisy Confuse is oh god, but the uh, high school girls like I think I think Dennis is a uh, he's he's shown he's pretty good for making sure that they're obeyed. <laughs> oh Jesus! I didn't girl.
3: know um, that Birdman was like all one was supposed to be all one take like I thought that that like the recent like nineteen seventeen movie was kind of one of the first movies to do that.
0: Yeah. Um Birdman's I'm pretty sure it's the same way. I know I can't remember if it's like nineteen seventeen where it's like fully real time basically. Oh okay. Um but uh yeah it's been too long. I was reading um I tried watching like a YouTube summary of it. I just I couldn't find me. but yeah, it's there's uh, there's at least a broad part of the movie is like moving moving around and following characters around. Mm. Mm, um, interesting, but yeah, I think I think part of also why I wanted to do this episode because I just I just I fucking love tracking shots. Mm, same, um, the the one from Goodfellas. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Um, there's a. And actually, this isn't even an idea I had. I again was watching a YouTube video kind of on the analysis of some of these. It's so actually watching a YouTube video of like some of the best tracking shots, pretty good ideas. So I can remember, but uh, you know, kind of this the one with Goodfellas, is like he's coming in through the back door of uh, of the Copacabana and he's just like greasing hands and paying people off. And so you kind of use that tracking shot, it's kind of the way they use it here, just showing how easy and effective it's kind of like by not cutting the camera you get kind of this sense of like oh yeah like you know this good fellow he's got life figured out like he can just like slide in through the back door of this restaurant and everyone just moves out of his way and gives him his table and i mean his life isn't as easy or his life's a little easier than charlie is but, uh, <laughs> that's uh that's one way that the tracking shot is used and then pretty much most of the other examples i could think of are uh definitely just to like build tension so like you got um well, I guess Boogie Nights is more in the first one. But like Children of Men, I had to rewatch that the other day. It's got like three or four long, long action scenes um, with intense tracking shots that are like, mm. I mean, if you see 1917, like Children of Men's got some crazy ones in there, too. One I kind of thought of the last minute is uh, you guys see uh, three billboards out of Ebbing three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri.
3: Yes. Yeah. Great name for a movie, by the way. Yeah.
0: Never even know. heard of it. Did it win the Oscar?
3: i don't remember screenwriting maybe it's Um, one of those like very like gritty small town usa true crime adjacent
0: yeah another Uh, one another one with woody harrelson yeah oh um uh francis mcdormand's also Mm -hmm. she's the main character she's amazing in it but uh there's a really great shot of uh sam rockwell's character as i won't spoil why he's so upset but uh he basically walks across the street and goes into someone's office, and it's just that's all one long shot too. And it's like that's kind of a, a you know using it just to like like what the fuck is this guy about to do? Like it's just mm-hmm. like the camera doesn't cut away, and you're just like I'm terrified to see what's about to happen. So there's the uh, the hallway fight from Daredevil. I had to rewatch that one too.
3: There's one in uh, another season of Daredevil too. They tried to recreate the magic, mm. but it's not it's not as good as um the hallway fight, but
0: yeah. And one thing I, I, uh, I never realized about the hallway fight till I watched it this time was like, uh, it kind of sends up the, uh, you know, why don't all the guys attack at once? So Mm -hmm. like, there's all these guys. He's basically like, as he breaks in, he kind of takes a few guys on and then a few more run in. So it, it feels a lot more natural because, because there's this tracking shot and there's no cuts. He like will punch a few guys in the head and they go down relatively you know naturally if he got hit like they're lying on the ground because they got punched in the face by a superhero <laughs> and then like he stops and he's just like he's gassed himself and just like breathing and breathing and breathing and then one gets up and he's just like he just like rolls his head and he's just elbow shot to the face like it's just it was just a masterful uh
3: yeah
0: uh, shot and the one that came up just uh in the last few weeks you guys uh caught up on stranger things yeah so, Guys, so you, you gotta stop
2: working so much, man. You're not caught up on anything I I know, man. I've only watched. God, I hate to say this. I've only seen season one of Stranger Things.
3: Okay, make it through season two. Season two is my least favorite. Season three is good, but season four.
2: Yeah,
0: That's season four. Heard. They've. Uh, yeah, because I was like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit lagging, but season four it's fantastic and there's a it's not a very long tracking shot but there's one Without spoiling some government agents show up and there's some gunfire and it's it's definitely used for like the oh this is intense and like how the fuck are they going to get out of this kind of way mm-hmm. so it's uh Ooh. yeah it was like um because i knew it already picked this episode and then i was bitching through stranger things but i was just like it's like is this is tracking shot <laughs> like i was so excited <laughs> It always takes a few minutes to to kick in. You're like, wait a minute. yeah. Man. They haven't cut away, um, hmm. which is just like, I don't know, man. You watch you watch action movies like anything with like shaky cam or like, you know, taken where they have to have six cuts to like show Liam Neeson jumping over a fence because he's too fucking old. Like <laughs> there's just yep. something great about it. Right. Yeah. So I think Barry
2: has I mean, I I've never looked into it, but I. I would assume Barry has a tracking shot in some of episodes, like the grocery store one. Yeah. That's yeah. Ronnie Lilly, I think is it. I don't
0: know. I have never looked it up. It just, there's definitely something like there's some sustained fight. I mean, that whole episode is a sustained fight scene. Right. So it's a, uh, yeah, that's one too. Like as you're watching it, you're like, what the fuck is happening now? Um, it's uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of Barry's done in the other. But that that's that would be one. That's an intense episode. There's one um I was thinking of, I thought it was a tracking shot. Uh it's from uh, the 1987 John Carpenter film They Live, starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. There's a it's considered like one of the best fight scenes, apparently. Um he's fighting Keith David, who plays uh Elroy in season six of Community. Oh, um, so it, and like I thought it was a tracking shot, but it's not, but it's just a six minute long fight scene of basically like these two guys like bare knuckle boxing against each other in the street like uh, so sometimes too, like some of these you know when you have those and I'm that might be again maybe i am misremembering that episode of Barry uh could be like um, just because like they show the the out of breath the you know how hard it actually is, you can't actually fight for more than twenty seconds at a time and then. You both gotta kind of stand there and like, okay, we like gonna keep doing this. <laughs> can we stop now? Uh, yeah, that's that's basically the the they live fight like, is just like hmm. like can we stop this yet? And then they just keep punching. The shit. <laughs> I, think, I think yeah, I don't know. If Barry's maybe a bit of a reference to that. So getting into this tracking shot, um, I looked up a bit of like where they film. Um, so obviously the inside and the outside of the bar two different places like that. And you can tell just looking at the set, it's obviously not that building they're always walking out of. Cause like there's windows in different spots and like the keg room shouldn't exist. Cause there's like windows on the outside of the building. Like, so the, the bar itself is a set. Um, I found the, the street addresses of where they filmed. So I don't know, Gus, next time you're, you're home, if you want to swing by 544 Mateo street in Los Angeles, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the front of Patty's pub or Carmine's a place for steaks. Or, <laughs> or if they don't, they might not have a sign if they're trying to do the gin bar. thing. Oh yeah.
2: What's it um, called? 544 Mattel street.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, And then the alley is off of West 11th street between South Broadway and South main street. Also in LA. Oh, okay. Um, I, I know where that's at. Yeah. So they're actually two miles apart from each other, according to Google maps. So like, Oh. Even when they're moving into the, like I always thought the alley and uh, in the front of the building were the same, at least mm. outdoor location, but they're different. So, um, so in, in any episode you're watching, whenever they're moving from the front around the side, uh, they definitely move there. But um, one interesting thing I guess they did for this episode is the first time in the tracking shot when they go outside, there is a cut. There's like a, it lingers on, I think, like the back of Charlie's jacket or something like that. And so that time they actually do it outside. So they did a cut, moved outside, did it outside. So you can see Frank running up the alley. But the next two times they go outside, or maybe they only go outside one more time, they actually built like a fake just the dumpster and just like little table. So they'd ever do a wide shot of the alley. They built that on the set so they could do the continuous shot in. Which is kind of, I noticed as you look at the, <laughs> if you look at the bricks on the wall, they they're really just Clay and paint. <laughs> That's in the. Uh, um...
3: You think she's going to notice six inches?
0: You
1: move the goddamn dumpster, you bitch. <laughs>
0: it's a lot of it. There's just so much going Like, Charlie's just so intense <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you don't pick up on that stuff. Yeah, because there's that scene. And then, yeah, the one before it is. Uh... Oh, no, this comes afterwards.
1: Oh, that goddamn bitch. Oh, my God, she's going to move her off. And how are we out here? <laughs>
0: Like, just as he's walking around, smacking the joke stool, (laughs) which something I caught on this rewatch, too, is that no one ever sees him hit the joke stool except for the driver the first time he hits it. (laughs) So at the end of the episode, like, uh, he's always like they've choreographed it in a way that no one ever sees him slamming the stool on the ground. Just one of the many background details (laughs) I picked up watching this (laughs) way too many times. Um, yeah, so they had to build. So I think, what did I find? Um, so typically, the bar, the keg room, and the office are always the same set, anyways. Uh, they built a bathroom on so that they could do the shots just going into the men's bathroom and not. That's typically a set on its own. And then they always had a cut going down into the basement because, like, they actually, it's a studio, so they couldn't actually go downstairs. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so there is some cuts there uh i tried to figure out where the studio was but apparently apparently they don't leave the set in the same spot which i found bizarre um apparently season 14 they filmed it in the same building where they used to film the office
4: oh, oh really mm-hmm.
0: yeah um and they uh like on i found a picture it was like rob Macalini's uh, instagram and he's like standing in front of dunder mifflin he's like here's my <laughs> new home for the next two months um <laughs> And then I guess even, and then by season 15, they had to move again. So, Um, and I think, I can't remember where I heard this. I think it was on, um, or the uh, Parks and Rewatch with uh, Rob Lowe and Alan Yang. They had Ben Schwartz on an episode, John Relfio, And whatever seasons he was filming that, it was in the same, they filmed Parks in the same spot. And uh, Ben came in with his like his full John Relfield hair all the way up <laughs> in the outfit, and he uh, he went down to the paddy set and like took some pictures of himself, and then sent them off to Glen it's, like, it's Like, how the fuck did you get in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah, so it's I, I guess season to season they just pack the setup and move it to different for open studios around town. So
3: it's crazy! Um,
0: wow, well, at least that's, that's what I've inferred from reading many many articles that never makes sense out of it that is it's, really cool actually because i know like on the office like that that set they used season two uh, like season one they filmed in actual offices mm-hmm. um i can't remember there's another show that actually had been written there i can't remember it right now there's a story and it's like someone sort of watching the office They're like wait a minute that's my office
4: uh-
0: and then what they did season two onwards is like they just replicated that whole building on a set, um, and then the outside of Dunder Mifflin. Again, I think it's somewhere in Van Nuys. Um,
2: yeah, I grew is, up like, around there. Oh, I grew, oh, cool. Yeah, I grew up like five, five ten minutes from there. It's not. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It it was pretty. Uh, when I first saw it, and I looked it up, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm like that looks familiar. And first time I drove over there, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's the building. It's a photo studio now. I I guess I I guess it's a studio, um, which I wasn't aware of. I thought it was like a building that they ran out. Um, But yeah, it was interesting to see because, you know, those those shots in the office where they walk outside and all that stuff. It's dead end on one end and. The rest of it's all industrial before you get to the main street. So when they walk to the park, there's no park around there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Are there are there train tracks that you can run to? <laughs> uh technically, yes, but not a he went to like a a train yard, I guess. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> there's no train yard nearby there like that. <laughs>
0: Talking He's about fast,
3: others. very fast. He's very fast.
0: That's the other thing that makes me think of "Runaway Train" by Solo Song. <laughs> between <laughs> yeah. between
2: D singing it to the runaway, and then uh, runaway train. <laughs> you know what? I haven't heard of that song, so I'm wondering what. Because again, I haven't seen Stranger Things, so I'm wondering what's this big like hype with this song from? Oh no, no, this is oh. a, that, that song's uh, "Running Up a Hill." Running Something up a that oh, hill. Like okay, Bush. we're we're talking about a different song, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is a. Uh, Let's Runaway cut Train this. is...
2: <laughs> cut, cut that. <laughs> cut it. We can talk about running up the hill because I don't know why kids love it so much either. <gasps> I don't know what song... I've never heard the song before, so I, I don't know.
3: I've heard it quite a bit and there's a few um, a few covers that are, are really good. Um, I liked it before it was cool. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I... I'll, I'll say for one, I never heard it before. But yeah, it plays plays a lot into the plot. Mm-hmm. Very similar, not similar, but uh, very shades of uh, uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go in season one, um, which was the perfect song for season one of Stranger Things. Like, uh, mm-hmm. just every time that, like that song still just gives me goosebumps whenever I hear it. Like, Go oh, there will be trouble. Um, no, right, yeah. Runaway Train, Soul Asylum, is uh, the episode where they're they're going to go to the Grand Canyon and they rent the U-Haul. But then they decide they all want to drink. So they pick up a hitchhiker. <laughs> and uh, they're in D's new car. D doesn't have his... Uh, she doesn't have a CD player. So when they're at the Italian market, she buys a cassette of Soul design. They were like a 90s old rock band. And uh, so she's drunk and she's singing to this kid because he's moving out to Hollywood to be famous. So she's singing the song Runaway Train. <laughs> Which I think... The music video... I'm not mistaken. This is going back to my mid '90s much music knowledge, but it oh, uh, uh there was a bunch of uh, the music video featured a bunch of real life runaway kids, and then like I think quite a few of them were found, and then because we can't have nice things, I think one of them didn't want to be found and was found by their abusive parent. Like there's a weird story about like with them trying to do good with the music video for Runaway Train. Um, Ooh,
3: it's yeah. dark.
0: Wow. Well, I feel like we're gonna get darker by the time we're done. <laughs> that is... nice. Anyway, and then Michael sadly sings it as he's uh, <laughs> he's declared bankruptcy. And he's <laughs> um, yeah. So again, this back to this tracking shot. Um, yeah, we can't we can't cut anything. This is all one continuous take. Today. <laughs> nope, no cuts in the podcast. I'm gonna have to cut stuff. I talk too much. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's all the, the, the stuff going on. Um, kind of the, there's a few things, I guess I couldn't figure out in the end. I've never, I mean, I've watched it three or four times. I don't know if you guys picked up on anything better about it, but uh, when Charlie's coming back through and he turns the blender on and trips the breaker again, it's obviously to get Mac out of the building, but what I can't figure out, like did they run the vacuum sealer again? I've always thought that he starts the blender so they can run the vacuum sealer. And that's like his excuse for why the power went out. But then now my latest theory is like, well, maybe the blender. Because a blender pulls a lot of power. I don't know if the blender. Mm. He trips it knowing that there's so much energy going on. Hmm. Either of you electricians?
3: <laughs> no, not by trade.
0: Mm-mm.
2: No. Amateur over here. Um,
0: my, my dad got his like. Block one in 1980. I don't know. He didn't. you uh, didn't end up becoming a professional electrician, but like he knows all the basics. And uh, I never realized this, but safety tip for anyone has a kitchen: uh, a lot of a lot of your plugs uh, in your kitchen have separate circuit breakers because kitchen appliances draw so much power that you really can't have more than a couple plugs. In some cases, you can only have one plug. On a breaker, and so I was replacing before I sold my old house. I was replacing some of the the plugs, which is I mean, it's not really that hard. You just go to your circuit breaker, you know, have something plugged in, turn off the circuit, so you figure out which one it is. You're golden, at least that's what I thought. Uh, I changed the plugs around, and my kitchen was actually wired shittily, and like all four plugs, or no, sorry, there was four plugs in a row, but like. The first and the third one were on one breaker and the second and the fourth were on a different breaker, which, you know, might make sense because like you might be trying to run all your appliances in one Mm -hmm. spot, whatever. Um, But I only tested like I have a little bolt meter thing and I tested like the top plug. I'm like, Oh yeah, power's up. We're fine. Did my work. Explain it to my father afterwards. And he's like, no, in a lot of cases in kitchens, you can actually, even the top and bottom can be on different circuits. So, just because the power is dead to the top doesn't mean the power is dead to the bottom. That I was like, oh, I probably should I'm have good.
3: asked. <laughs> you could have died.
0: That, yeah, that wasn't in the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, anyway, I can't figure the blunder thing out. Um, mm-hmm. that, that actually gave me a lot of false confidence. I switched, I did some, uh, I did the outlets because it was like you would stick something in, it would just kind of like fall back out. Like they just wear out over time. So I was doing that and I was replacing some of the light switches because even they were getting like worn out. And I was telling, again, the same friend that had never seen Charlie work before. He just bought a house nearby and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I want to switch all my light switches. Like they're all different colors. Like some are from the 70s, some are from the 80s. Some are like, I just want to standardize. I was like, oh man, I switch light switches. It's super easy. Well, my old house was built in the 2000s modern electronics his house was built in like 1960 he had taken some most of them off and i was just like man i've never seen (laughs) this i've never seen this before i don't know what this is uh so he ended up killing the power to his entire house because we're just like we're not fucking around we don't want to get electrocuted switched everything off um he had like 27 switches to fix (laughs) oh god it's like they were and they were like some of them were wired really wonky ways so we had uh uh we started at two in the afternoon and it was around eight o'clock it's starting to get dark and we still weren't done so we had to like go buy a flashlight because he didn't have one because he just moved and then we were on his last box we've been working all day our knuckles are all torn up from like screwdriver um it's getting dark you can't get the right fucking cords back into the right spot because it was a four switch box and the carbon monoxide detector in his basement had been chirping all day because <laughs> when the power goes out, they start chirping like every 10 minutes to let you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, there's no power. Exactly like Dak, Mac and Dennis moved to the suburbs. <laughs> oh, so my like, God. So the whole time we're, I'm like, we're just getting like more and more frustrated with the job and then it's just <laughs> uh-huh. like every day <laughs> and then uh, like. Once the job was finally done, it was just screaming like "newsflash, asshole!" I could hear it the whole goddamn time. <laughs> I just—I think I went home with us. It, it's like, all right, we're not even talking about this. I'm just—I don't know. We can get in a fist Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So again, anyway, I don't know. I don't know why the power goes out when Charlie starts the blender. I know it's no just idea. Part of the plan that gets Mac outside to the truck. Um, a lot of the movements are all really explained. Like Frank moves the truck out. Mac gets the car. He tosses the keys. Um, Charlie, or I guess Charlie picks her pocket in the bathroom. That's how she gets the key. He gets the keys from her, um, and he gets a and little too close to her.
3: Put cheese.
0: He breathes on her. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were we gonna say, Sam?
3: Uh, and then he, opposite of pickpocket, he put pockets. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, a- back to her.
0: Yeah, just like a, such a smooth scene as uh, they do that. Well, actually, and it's attracted too when he when I think it's Mac and Dennis go outside to take down the sign and um, to get at least one steak to get started. Uh, Mac throws Char- Charlie the steak. He tucks it in his back of his pants. Uh, and then that's when um, later on he hands it. And that's what he hands to D. I was like, where the fuck did he pull that steak from? If you go back, it's just like a really. So, like, it's got to be watch it. And you're like, if you make notes and you're like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? If you go back and watch it again, you're like, yeah, that came from there. Like that's The pants came from when he was setting up his go bag. Like, it all kind of works backwards. Yeah. I guess the one thing I couldn't resolve is uh, what led D to actually kick the truck driver out of the bar. It's the one thing that Charlie doesn't tell anyone to do. So, at the mm-hmm. very end, when they come back upstairs and uh, he's like, this is the worst restaurant I've ever seen. Like, there's been... Charlie never gives D any sort of indication like, Hey, you got to go get rid of the truck driver. So not bad for a 10 minute long scene. That is the one like little thing. Like everything else is Charlie just coming up with every single idea as it's going on (laughs) and just going with the punches. Why are you
1: doing that to me? Uh -uh. Okay. I don't need you to do that to me. All right.
0: (laughs) Improvising all the way along. Um, and then the only the only other thing that upset me a little bit, and I looked for it and looked for it and looked for it. I really wish that Danny DeVito actually standing there in the dark, painted black, as they come downstairs. But like, I paused it. I looked. I'm like, I don't, I don't think he's there. Like, I think where you see him when he comes back, like he must have stepped out out of the sh- shadows. Yeah. Uh, that the first time I saw that when he opens his eyes. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like. <stuck. laughs> It's, I think that's like the one where the whole thing just coalesces and it's just like <laughs> that's something, well I think it was part of Charlie's original plan uh, to have someone because he had the recorder in his in his uh, prep kit
3: and, and he knew- you see him go, when he goes downstairs he goes, uh, C sharp or whatever.
0: Yep. So he knew that he was going to have to play a recorder at some point because his and that's just like the genius that he had already it's set up because he'd already been tipped off that the inspection was coming. That plugs the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> that drives all the rats away. So he's already got like so <laughs> many different things going on to have everything ready. Um,
3: it's not quite Ocean's Eleven style heist, but it's very well thought out.
0: Son of a bitch, I'm in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just masterful, right? And then like. Uh, um, <laughs> It's a little bit like, uh, what's the episode where he, uh, he he admits that he's burning the garbage? He's like, that gives us all the nice smoky garbage snow on the bar. <laughs> and Dennis is like, I hate that. It sticks in here. <laughs> and he's like, it's not pollution. It goes up to the stars and it ma- goes up to the sky and makes the stars.
4: <laughs>
0: Max, uh, I don't know enough about stars to dispute that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and then, I guess the other brilliant point is, you know, D going on about her joke stool with the nail. It's like, oh, they got they get a nail in the butt.
1: You don't understand comedy. You that's don't that's understand lawful. comedy. That's not a joke. It's a lawsuit.
0: <laughs> and then and he's just slamming the stool. And like, you just have no idea why he's doing it until. uh
1: nobody gives a shit. You didn't do anything that special. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make a joke stool right there. Ow, Charlie. Did you do that? Yeah, you know what? I think I did. You did it? I did that. Yeah, I, are you kidding me? I, thought I saw you. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Unbelievable.
0: It's Mac saying, I saw you. He <laughs> <It> was like, <laughs> like, for a fact, no one saw him do it. But Mac like, <laughs> is just so desperate for Dennis's effect. They're even arguing uh, as he walked back in. Like they're arguing about arbitration as Charlie comes back.
3: In. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and charlie goes what happened to your face uh dennis scratched me <laughs> it's like three like scratch lines
0: oh yeah and while they're arguing at both the arbitration before charlie says that dennis has his claw right <laughs> <Struck> back again So <laughs> at the end of the episode it says charlie like as right after the scene ends like they're they're about to get into it again um oh. yeah
4: Look at me when
0: you're talking to me. <laughs> Mac and Dennis's relationship is squad goals, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess the other the other detail in it too, besides the just everything going on, is I never really clued in before. Maybe it's very obvious, but it's like when he tells Frank to put shoes on, he can't find shoes, but there's a can of paint there and you don't even think it's like, of course this bar just has paint in it, but like very specifically the paint was there. Cause Dennis was painting the Carmine's a place for stakes <laughs> sign. So yeah. like he's oh, like put it, it away. So yeah, it's uh, like that. That was, I saw that. De- like that's the level of details. Like, Holy shit. Like you talked about bloopers and like, you know, even deleted scenes and stuff like that. Like there's no space in that for any deleted scenes. Like they must've had it, like, as they were making this, like time it out. Like this is how long this can be. Cause like, we can't cut anything out of this no. in the middle, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's a technique, like, just, I can't, so great. I looked up uh, the director. Um, I was kind of wondering if he had any sort of experience in kind of doing this sort of stuff. Um, it was directed by Matt Shackman. Uh, he did 36 of, this is his 36th Sunny episode. He did 43 together. Um oh going all the way from uh, Dennis and Dee's mom is dead in season three. And then uh, the last episode he did was uh, the Dennis's double life where we find out that Dennis has a baby and it's not Minnesota, Nebraska. I think it's Nebraska. Mm -hmm. wherever It is is.
2: in Minnesota. That sounds very familiar. They go to Minnesota
0: for the Super Bowl. Okay. I think, I think his family's in Nebraska. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's perfect. Because he gets off the plane, he's like, "Oh yeah, I mistook uh, Great Plains trash for uh, desert trash." <laughs> <laughs> the gecko tattoo should have been a dead giveaway. Because <laughs> that's yeah, from the gang beats bogs. He decides to get off the plane, and I guess yeah, Nebraska, wherever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, but that was the last episode that he did. Um, but Matt Shackman, he's had he's had quite a career since. He's directed uh, some success Succession, not Severance with Adam Scott. Uh, <laughs> He did an episode of the boys and I should have wrote it down which one it was because I've been binging the boys as well. And it uh, I saw his name pop up, did a couple Game of Thrones, a couple Fargo's, Mad Men. Uh, wow. But now, uh, most recently, uh, he did all of WandaVision.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: And then, wow. uh, yeah. And he's going to direct the next uh, Star Trek film. Oh. And that's, oh, wow. yeah, it's only so he's done mostly TV, he directed a movie in 2014, but I never heard of it. Um Something else I found is that uh, he was a child actor uh, starred on he had spots on the facts of life Night Court Webster um, Good Morning Miss Bliss which is what became Saved by the Bell
3: Oh yeah
0: and uh, uh, Growing Pains and then he actually got a spinoff from Growing Pains called Just the Ten of Us so like yeah he was a a child actor now he's like so many directors we talk about in this podcast, he's making <laughs> that sweet, sweet marble money now. <laughs> yeah. The episode was written by uh, Charlie, Rob and Glenn. Um, one of the, between all of them, they've written a lot of the series, but this is, I think only the 13th episode of 20. And I think there's like a hundred and something all together. We're all three of them have writing credits. So it uh, clearly a joint effort was required by all of them on this one. The lady that plays um, um, the inspector, Sandy, uh, she's been on a lot of TV, a lot of stuff. Um, (laughs) The most notable role I found was that she played Bertha in the Super Mario Brothers movie.
2: (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember the Super Mario Brothers movie from
0: 1993. I have not
3: had the pleasure.
2: Mm -hmm. There's some parts of it that are good.
0: So. I mean, John Leguizamo played Luigi, so like, uh, Dennis Hopper played essentially Bowser. Yeah, um, pretty much with
2: the cornrows or whatever the... <laughs> yeah, his, it's, whatever his hair was doing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, you know, Bob Hoskins from, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit played Mario. I mean, he's a pretty good Mario, actually, but, oh, it's a... Mm-hmm. It's a... They did weird shit <laughs> to Super Mario. Yep. Um, so she plays Bertha, who runs the uh, Dinosaur Club. Um, Ooh, but i have uh, again going back to how I'm slowly, slowly making my way through uh, Succession. Um, I'll watch like a couple episodes and then not watch it for a month. I'm like, oh,
2: yeah, right. I was watching Succession.
3: Um, sorry, for- back to Super Mario. Uh, Charlie Day is going to be Luigi in the new one.
2: Oh, yeah. With Chris Pratt. Yeah, right? Chris Pratt's going to
3: be With Chris Mario. Pratt. Oh, Jack Black oh, is going to be Bowser.
0: Well that makes sense.
3: Okay. For some reason I was thinking Charlie Day was gonna be Toad just because of his like like squealy little voice. Mm. He's gonna be Luigi.
0: Yeah, is that gonna be live action or like CGI?
3: I I don't know, and I'm so scared.
0: No idea. I mean, I well I'm gonna say this and it's possible, but like it it could not be worse than that old movie. Like uh, <laughs> Goombas are like eight feet tall and have tiny little dinosaur head like it's just it's it it was weird um but uh sounds like
3: something you should take mushrooms and watch
0: no i think it would be too (laughs) terrifying um but uh there's this one guy that i always whenever i see him and stuff i'm always like oh man that guy was in super mario brothers fisher stevens um and so he showed up on an episode of succession i was watching today i was like hey that's that's that guy from super mario brothers is always in everything i'm like wait a minute he was in and always sunny and he, uh, the episode Patty's Pub, Worst Bar in America, he played uh, the critic, <laughs> Corman, that they, like, steal him and then, like, they have to go feed his cat and the whole, the whole thing. And then I was like, oh, man, how many people from the Super Mario Brothers movie have been in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? It's just those
3: two. <laughs> oh.
2: Fisher Stevens act played uh, the scientist in Short Circuit did you guys ever watch that uh no the- but i've seen
0: the the master of none that uh, critiques his <laughs> critiques that
2: does it it's yeah. like an old classic 80s movie with the they make like a robot and uh this is before wally you know but uh he has a similar body type as wally yeah and, <laughs> do you yeah. have a do you have the imd be up for fisher stevens uh i pulled up his i pulled up his image because i i wanted to know oh, who yeah. he was uh but yeah i have it up Do you know can you find his character name from uh short circuit I Can actually uh yeah. oh here it is let me pull it up real quick
0: fisher stevens is a is a caucasian man let's just
2: yes his his name in short circuit is ben ben jabituya or no yeah ben jabituya he's supposed to be indian yeah. yeah, brown face. Yeah. Uh.
0: There's a whole episode of uh, A Master of None uh, with Aziz Ansari where they talk about it. And uh one of the running jokes is that like none of the, none of the kids realize that it wasn't an actual Indian guy. I'm like, Aziz is just making them really upset. It's, so <laughs> it's like, he was my one hero in movies growing up. <laughs> uh, he's... He's since gone on to say, you know, he regretted doing that for Short Circuit and Short Circuit Two. Yeah. Oh God. What else did I dig up? Uh, went back. So this episode originally aired Wednesday, February fourth, two thousand fifteen. So because I find it funny looking at uh, viewership numbers, um, this was only watched by five hundred and fifty thousand people. Five hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. So about half a million. Which I thought was like, oh, that's going to be good for cable. Um, It went up against the Workaholics on Comedy Central that had 800,000. Suits on USA had 1.6 million. Hot in Cleveland on TV land had 720,000. Keeping track, these numbers are all higher than It's All Sunny. (laughs) Uh, My Strange Addiction on TLC had 980,000. Gets worse. Uh, Snooky and JWoww on MTV got 1.03 million. <laughs> and something called Big Women, Big Love on Lifetime had 800,000 oh views. What? Uh, uh. And Wahlburgers on AE, E 1.3. Oh my
3: God.
2: Wahlburgers? I forgot that
0: was
3: even. I forgot that. Yeah. It's a restaurant too? Yeah.
2: It's, yeah it's pretty good. I feel like a show about eaten the restaurant. There we have okay. i mean i've heard it's good there
3: is yeah, one in I toronto i don't went... remember if i went there or if i went in new york possibly but
0: um but i
2: mean is suit still on mm. where's that
3: um i don't know
2: i um, didn't even know two... it was a thing until she got married
3: mm.
0: and then unless i don't know my strange addiction still on but uh yeah Always Sunny has outlasted mm. all of those shows.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> surprisingly, um, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's one of those cases where it's like they make it super cheap. Um, the first season, I found like they talk about it cost four hundred thousand per episode, when a typical series like sitcom would take a million and a half per episode. Um, oh. And then season two, it started costing like eight hundred thousand, um, and that's only because like basically uh DeVito's contract. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, and so I think now like the budget's gone up, but it's basically just gone into like a few extra lights and uh and, and their salaries have gone mm-hmm. up. Like um it's a very cheap show to make, which is I think part of the reason why it's probably gonna be on as, as long as they want it to be on. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh
0: I noticed 9.8 on IMDb, wow. which is insanely high. It's the highest rated episode of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, compared to the ones we picked for the last two episodes, I didn't do this on purpose <laughs> to <laughs> tease you guys about your picks, but uh, I thought I'd bring it up. Um, the second place uh episode for um, um, Always Sunny is The Nightman Cometh at 9.7, because of course, that
3: <laughs> is yeah, the, that
0: uh, that would have been another great one to do. I uh, so I, d- I went, I wanted to see like what actually constitutes like a high rated television show. So uh, this was as of a few weeks ago. I don't know if it's changed, but uh, so it overall 44th highest rated episode of television on IMDb. Um, that's counting like individual episodes of TV. So uh, basically what's on the list is uh, Mandias from Breaking Bad is the number one episode. That's the uh, like the second to last episode. Um, and then the finale and the, um, Episode Face Off, which if you've seen Breaking Bad, I'm sure you can figure out which episode that is. They're on the list. Um, the most recent Better Call Saul, the season six mid-season finale, gets on there. Uh, there's like four Game of Thrones, three BoJack Horsemen, a Mr. Robot, uh, Ronnie Lily, the one we were just talking about for Barry. That's on the list or yeah. higher than this one. Uh, there's a Rick and Morty, Six Feet Under, Chernobyl, regular show. Two Gravity Falls, two person of interest, which I found. Ugh. I can't believe Princess Person of Interest is that good. <laughs> Maybe this is just because it just came out, but there is certain metrics about it. But there's an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race.
3: It's the only
0: it's the only reality show that somehow cracked this list.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> so if there was a really that was good ep- me. I just
3: I just made like hundred thousand IMDb accounts and just keep rating it to ten.
0: Yeah. Um, It's fucking impressive, though. It's the only reality show on there. Um, It's like three episodes of Star Wars Clone Wars and an episode of Star Wars Rebels, and then the rest of it's all anime. So, like uh, a lot of Attack on Titan. Oh yeah,
2: love that Um, show.
0: So I think I think the anime fans uh, really love (laughs) voting for it. But uh, yeah, this is most of that list are actually episodes from the last like the last five years. So there's definitely some recency bias there. Uh, So for Charlie work to be hanging on seven years later, Mm. um, pretty impressive. And it's the only one on that list felt the need to say all those shows names. The only one that is a straight sitcom. Like this isn't necessarily a straight sitcom episode, but um, you know, shows like Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty and Barry have, you know, other things going for them. Right. So not necessarily Mm -hmm. just a sitcom. So, that was most of my notes on Charlie work. I know it's come up in the first couple episodes. Maybe ask the question here. Like, would this be an episode to introduce people to? It's always sunny. Like if you were going to like, Hey, get into always sunny. I guess Sam, do you remember what episode your husband used to introduce it to you? Or did you just start at the start?
3: Probably just the start. I'd say.
0: And did you start at the start too, guys?
2: Uh no, I started when the DeVito was a, was already on. I think that's what attracted me to the show initially, because because of him. Um yeah. But I, I don't know if I'd tell someone to watch this episode. Um.
0: It's all downhill.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of chaos and.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, I don't think it's emblematic of kind of the rest of the show. Like it's shows how much they all scream at each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think that the pace of this episode's like the same as the pace of so. I think think if I were to show someone, possibly the one where they debate evolution, oh,
0: yeah. I think that's a serial defense, right? The same yeah. episode. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's that's where is that the first one with arbitration?
3: <laughs> it's the birth of the arbitration.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, reason, chill, prevail. Yeah, I don't know what it, yeah.
3: I think, I like, though, if
2: I was... Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I I like the ones where they have a lot of side characters where they, like, for example, the one where they find out uh, who's the dad, I think, right? The, does he do have a baby and all these, like, side characters show up?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's that one, or maybe it's the the squash, the beef one, where they're like, we don't really have that deep of a bitch. <laughs> but there is. There's a ton of, like, uh, the squash, the beef, and the who's the baby daddy? I know. Uh, yeah, little Kev, he makes a return in that one. Ben the soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, the McPoyles, the rickety cricket, rickety cricket's r- got to be r- one. R- 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 Dude,
3: some of talk the talk a local? downfall. Oh,
0: oh man, yep. Or the Ponderosas. <gasps> yeah. Oh uh, man, like just anyone they went to school with actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never ends well for them. Actually, that's uh. Um, one other thing I did found the guy who made the music, I guess he also confused the music, uh, for Nightman. man His name is uh, Cormac Bluestone. And he, uh, he appeared, he's actually in the the high school reunion episode as a uh, Jimmy Doyle. Uh, but he's also in, uh, the early season one, Charlie wants an abortion. He's the actual kid's father. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I guess he did a lot of music for the show, but yeah, they have, uh, yeah, that was, this is definitely, I mean, it's a good one to kind of see the interactions. You're seeing a lot of the interactions between the main five. I guess Frank doesn't do a whole lot other than, uh, it's definitely not a Frank. It's not a great Frank episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely has some, I don't know. I, I really like the, uh, shit dynasty. What the fuck's that episode called? Frank's brother. Um uh,
3: I don't remember.
0: That's a, it, it's a, all a flashback when Frank was, uh, like Frank was uh, working at a bar in the seventies, and they kind of do like, but Frank just plays himself as like a seventeen-year-old. Like Danny DeVito plays himself <laughs> as like a
3: seventeen-year-old. Um, I don't remember that one. Yeah,
0: um, watch it. Yeah, but there's a, uh, yeah, there's some great like the, the supporting cast on this show. It's just great and disgusting. Uncle Jack,
4: that was you. and the lawyer, mm-hmm. all of
0: them, the waitress. I don't know. We haven't even talked about the waitress. So yeah, like it's a. Uh, they really just used uh they used um because these two guest stars, the delivery person and the health inspector aren't in any other episode. So it doesn't doesn't really feature the repertoire as much. Um but kind of as you get on, like especially an episode like uh the gang squashes the beef, like I don't know if that would ever make sense. Like why does Liam McPoil have a, an eye patch? <laughs> then later on he draws an eye on the eye patch, and then that just becomes a bit for the rest of the show, right? Like it's it's so bizarre. Um I don't know. I don't know if I would start with this one, but I definitely like if they didn't like the first episode I showed them, I think I'd get this. All right. You got to watch this anyway. Well, all right. Um, That's that. We've been rambling long enough and there's no cuts in this episode, so we'll have to take it as it is. You know what I'll do? I'll uh, I'll seamlessly edit it so it doesn't seem like there were any cuts at all. It'll all be one uninterrupted thing. Um, Smooth
1: smooth
3: <laughs> <So that's>, choreographed
0: <laughs> yeah this was all this was all well planned in yes we one take so I think that's that about wraps it up for this episode of TV Makes Sense uh, if you would like to feedback comments call us out on our bullshit <laughs> uh, you could reach us at comedy night podcasted right I know that's confusing uh, but comedy night podcasted right at gmail.com uh, again if I get an email that's not someone spamming me <laughs> for podcast promotion it will get read in an upcoming podcast at some point um, just please someone anyone any emails would be great uh, you could follow the show also on Instagram at comedy night podcast on the right uh, on Twitter at comedy night pod one and the subreddit's still there uh, reddit.com slash comedy night pod right Uh, still using all the main social medias and emails from the parent show comedy night podcast right and you know if you like us talking go back and check out those earlier episodes where we're talking about the office 30 rock parks and recreation and community how about you guys gus what do you got to promote where's your
2: podcast where is it is it coming where is it so uh by the time that this is released there will be an episode out um currently working on a logo type deal that sh- hopefully we'll have by next week and we'll release the first episode next week which is Woo. the last week of june um but this episode won't release until july i guess or yeah. Um, right
0: yeah i think two weeks from, yeah july 7th this show all right yeah. so we yes. said it in episode one primos primeros
2: would be out it's coming out pretty primos, primos, primos underscore pre medals on Instagram. You know, wh- follow for uh, a logo label type thing and uh, episode link. I promise. Next week, <laughs> to it. next week, I promise.
0: <laughs> All right, Sam, you got anything you want to plug?
3: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Sam underscore thistle.
0: Awesome, and then uh, I. Don't have a personal Instagram, but, uh, I'm going to make my dog, my new puppy Instagram famous. Uh, it's Indy the doodle at Instagram on Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's my puppy. I don't, I don't have social media, but now my dog does. So that's how I'm going to get better at Instagram. (laughs) It's it's
4: exploiting my dog,
0: exploiting my (laughs) dog for internet love. I can't wait. Well, that's, that's about it for TV makes sense. Uh, Still have a thought of a good ending, but at least you know what the ending music sounds like now. So I guess uh, I had something good to say now. I don't. Oh, well, uh, I guess maybe uh, I'll just end it like Charlie does and just say unbelievable. <laughs> That's a wrap. Welcome back now. You?
1: Same bad time, same bad station.